Online Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! let this song play for a second <laughs> take it in take it in let it set the mood well guys watching american crime after shell and after buzz tv episode eight we're playing ooh child because things will get better <laughs> after that episode <laughs> i hope so yeah. things things will get better um i'm your host erica and we are so happy that you joined us today. Before we jump into our show, make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes and on YouTube. You can always use our hashtag ABTV American Crime. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Erica Renee D. And oh, let's talk to our other fabulous host. I know. I'm sorry, I just jumped back on there. I'm shaking after tonight's episode. Tough. Um, sorry, did I interrupt? No, go something? ahead. Introduce okay. yourself. Hi there, you guys. I'm John Manganello. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Johnny Mangs. And hello, everyone. I am Lindsay Douglas, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Doug Ventures. Thank you. Was happy to have you back, but I haven't seen <gasps> oh, you. Oh yeah, while. we missed you. Yeah, we missed you. We finally have a full panel. Sorry, guys. Hey, we're all here. Cut me oh, off yeah. of my injury. Hey guys, I'm Nicholas Grava. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nicholas Grava. All right, guys, the gang's all here. We are ready to jump right into this episode. Let's let's start off with how it ended, with the protest. Um, it for me that was a very poignant moment. Because it mirrors so much of what's going on in America right now. Mm -hmm. And we were talking as a panel as we watched about why maybe American crime is not doing, you know, tremendously well in the ratings. And we decided as a group that it's because what's going on is a complete, a direct reflection of what we're actually experiencing when it comes to crime and how people perceive crime and how people are oftentimes unjustly accused. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the last scene was very... Powerful, almost to the mm-hmm. point where I was near tears. Like, oh, oh I don't yeah. know if I can, yeah. I can carry on today. Same. Yeah. It was haunting, and mm-hmm. I think you're so right. It reflects exactly what's going on today. Um, we saw signs in that protest with uh, Trayvon Martin's name. We saw the hands up, don't shoot. Some of those things are so timely, I thought maybe they had to insert them as yeah. insert shots. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I noticed that the hands up, don't shoot was an insert shot. It was an mm. extreme close up. And I'm wondering if they decided to add that in later. Um, regardless, it doesn't really matter because mm-hmm. it's so poignant, like yeah. you said. And it's so um, it's such a reflection of what's going on in society today. And yeah, I mean, I think we're all here in some, it feels a little somber today. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. We were all um, very quiet. Yeah. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I 
I didn't know building up the episode. I I knew something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how far they were going to be taking it or what we were going to see this episode. Mm-hmm. So when it came to the end, and as they were marching forwards and everything was sort of building up, building up, we had seen Barb do whatever Barb did. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that later. Right. And hearing as as they were marching and hearing what the police chief was saying mm-hmm. and hearing what they were saying and just hearing everyone as they were coming together. I still didn't know where the episode was going to end, what they were going to show, but I did. And then I think it was really, I don't want to say amazing as they showed, but when they showed, when it started to cut to black, oh as my if gosh, as, how everyone yeah. was like, whether yeah. you take it as everyone was blinking or how your brain works at those moments, you didn't know. They didn't show us who initiated they what. Did, yeah. they, they just showed everyone's built up, yeah. you know, anger, whatever it is, going at everybody. And I thought that was really realistic of how to portray it because. You know, yes, once someone does that first move and then everything just explodes, yeah. but you see where everyone, everyone's basically fighting at that point. And who, you know, was there somebody, they say going in that they didn't want it to be violent. Both yeah. sides right. say yeah. that. But yet both sides begin in, you know, yes, one person started, but then everything results into oh, violence. Yeah. Right. See, see and I, I didn't, again, the blackout, the little inserts yeah. of, of being blacked out, we don't, we don't really know what happened. But right. I didn't really see anyone being violent. The only people that I saw being violent were the police. Yeah. Of course, you know, the, the white marchers were saying separation is, is right. And, you know, the black marchers were saying, you know, justice for Carter, just, justice for Trayvon. But, I, I mean, th- those are words. Now, of course, words can incite violence. Yeah. But the only people I saw being violent were the police. Yeah. And, again, you know, art imitates life. And I think that we've seen that with Ferguson and with, you know, other marches. with Well, maybe not so much with Walter Scott or with Eric Garner. But particularly with Ferguson, I, I think we saw... A lot of police violence, even before protesters became violent. So, unless we missed something when the blackout little inserts were placed, right. yeah. Only people I saw being violent were the were, were law enforcement. Yeah, and a I, lot of the shots. Oh, so the lot of shots were like, yeah, you're right. Law enforcement had people, you know, had to grab them, yeah. or, you know, different oh, yeah. sort of positions. I would there. agree, though. I think it's more critical of the police force than the two parties involved, which I think is really interesting because I think that is indicative of where we are mm-hmm. today, um, mm-hmm. where people cannot trust the very people who yeah. are meant to serve and protect us. Who's policing the police? Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and then it becomes that's what these people say. It's, you know, it's our job as a society to police the police. And that's why a lot of people will be videotaping and that's mm-hmm. our right. And, you know, you can even at the airport, you can videotape going through TSA, all that stuff, because it's our job to check and in on, you know, what they're. One of the Muslim protesters. Uh-huh. Um, well, I'm not sure if he was a Muslim pr- protester, but he was a black protester, yeah. um, went up with the camera and yeah. got in a police officer's oh, face. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting. The reason I say I'm not sure he was one of the Muslim protesters is because there was just that big speech um, by the pastor saying, Mm -hmm. be peaceful, be peaceful. And his actions weren't the most peaceful. They were, they were charged and enraged. Um, So I'm not sure. Um, I I still think that that whole scene, I was just, I was just felt a lot of angst and I was just, I think it just is playing on our real emotions Mm -hmm. and real things that we have been feeling Mm -hmm. over the past couple months, especially, you know, over the past year or so. I mean, I actually really liked artistically how the shot was. Mm-hmm. I, I was, it was like the black. I was like, "What's going on? Why can't I see?" Okay, I want to know what's happening because I want we want to know, and yeah. hopefully they'll cover it like next week. Also, you know? I want to say, and I think we mentioned it, Barb being there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I found that uh, I don't want to. I, I want to say unnecessary or even searching for for trouble at that point because you already know everyone's opinion. You already know mm-hmm. where you guys stand. You've had quick interactions. Right. So why go there 
and put yourself in this situation, at that point, I think that's another thing that will raise everyone's temper up. And in these situations, it's really sensitive to, especially when you have cops fully loaded in, you know, riot gear and guns and horses. Mm -hmm. Everybody is on edge. Yeah. I just think the slightest thing, like, was it a gunshot? Is that what we are assuming it was? Yeah, that's what the caption said. But about Barb being there, Mm -hmm. I'm not particularly taking her side, but she wants to preserve and to uphold her son's memory. So Mm -hmm. I get get why she's there. Um, And I also want to commend her for not marching along with the protesters who were saying separation is right. Yeah. You know, with her epiphany, yeah. I guess we can jump back to her epiphany of being, she when she asked, am I racist? Mm-hmm. So she's starting to, it seems like she's starting to come to, come to and to start getting a grasp of, um, you know, her shortcomings. So I don't have a problem with her being there because she didn't seem to me like an agitator. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. I don't know. I... I thought something observing. was going to happen with the gun she oh, bought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you were, you really. Well, she was going through that gun shop. I'm like, oh no. Oh yeah. no. Because the, the fact of the matter is. What? Me personally, what? I don't, I'm not, I will never be a gun owner okay. and I'm not um, suggesting that Barb should either. But I do understand her fear. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily her purchasing the gun, but I understand the fear that motivated her to purchase the gun. Sure. Because. Yeah, she had something, maybe a rock or something thrown at her window at the beginning of the episode. (laughs) So, yeah, I I, I actually think there's this great, great quotation I love that goes, uh, no one's the devil here. We're all just trying to get along. Mm. And I kept thinking about that in the episode tonight. Like, it's really not at this point, not let's not talk about the previous episodes at this point. It's we're so deep in mm. this in this drama and in this conflict that it's hard for me to place blame on anybody because you, like yeah. you said, like Barb didn't really do anything terrible tonight. In fact, she was self reflective for the first time yeah, maybe ever. She was. Yeah. Also, um, the the uh, the black protesters didn't do anything yeah. wrong either. They yeah. were they were peaceful. Um, now, obviously, that's a general blanket statement, but for the most part, yeah, they they seem to be peaceful from what we saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah from what we saw, oh, absolutely. And speaking, Johnny, of introspection, Russ, I think um, his storyline today really culminated. I thought, and uh, a character who's setting an example of trying to be introspective, someone who's trying to um, look at his past and and do better by not only himself, Mm -hmm. but by his family. And I I feel empathy and sadness for Russ because all of his efforts to achieve normalcy are thwarted by his co-workers, by Mark, by Tom. Everyone keeps knocking him down. Mm -hmm. And And a to me, of course, of everyone who's going through their daily demons, I think Russ has really started to face his demons. Yeah. But no one is, no one's on his side. Yeah. He saw his son's every, blood splattered on the wall. Every. I mean, literally facing. Yeah. Every ass. Russ scene, I'm like, oh my gosh, no, I don't want another Russ scene. Like, I just have so much pity and I just have, feel so much sadness for him because he doesn't deserve the treatment he's getting. He deserves forgiveness, especially so. from his family. So. And it's like, it takes so much, I think, for someone and it's like to admit their wrongs and to come face to face with it and to admit it to the people that they hurt and they love most, you know. So it's just like sad as a character to just see his family just 
mistreat him so yeah. poor, you know, so poorly. Here's my thing also with Russ, and I think it it also connects to Hector in a way. Is yes, whatever his past was, the past, mm-hmm. and he himself is trying to move on. Mm-hmm. Similar to how Hector, when he's he, we saw the scene when he moved, he wanted to be able to support his family. He wanted to do things, but things from the past or whatever it was, you know, now Russ, every time he goes and fills an application, has to say, have you ever been committed to crime? Yes. Mm-hmm. That is something from the past that will always push him yep. in a certain life direction. Yep. And I just think that's something that is also true to life, which is sometimes things in the past, no matter how much Russ wants to get over it, if he can't get a job right at the moment, that automatically sets him back. That yeah. automatically puts him into this separate yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. Exactly. Which Absolutely. is what yeah. I think we see a lot. And it makes me worry about society because mm-hmm. we talk about being a society of second chances. And I'm just going to throw in like the Hollywood Ooh, example and, and the athlete example. Like I think we're more forgiving of people who we admire in the media. Mm-hmm. We're you know we're more forgiving of an athlete who commits a robbery or who assault who assaults his girlfriend or mm-hmm. you know we're if someone gets a DUI some celebrity gets a DUI like we're still watching their movies and you know patronizing their films the next day but when it comes to the people who actually love and care about you we don't we, we give them a hard time like we're giving Russ so much grief we're giving Hector totally. so much grief mm-hmm. oh yeah and again I'm not saying Hector is uh, a perfect example of, of a person because obviously he's he's had a very um, checkered past as has Russ but we're, they're they're showing us these characters who seem to be trying to do better, and the people in their their close their close knit circle are still turning their backs on them. And so, when do we get to yeah. the point of forgiveness? Like, when do you feel in your heart that it's time to forgive and to move on and to let someone back in, especially someone who really mm-hmm. really needs your forgiveness? Yeah. I'm so glad you've brought this up because this is a big theme I think that's coming out of the show because when Russ goes to apply for a job, he has to check the box that mm-hmm. says, yes, I've been convicted of a crime. Well, what happens when someone can't get a job? Yeah, They go back to the things that make them a they convict. Need yeah. They, yeah. Need they need to live. They need to yeah. They yeah. steal. Yeah. They do drugs. Yeah. They fall into this trap. Mm-hmm. And that is clear. We know in this country, I mean, it's yeah. proven that incarceration leads to homelessness. Yeah. Homelessness mm-hmm. leads to incarceration. I'm proud of Russ for really trying to make the best of the situation. He has the advantage of being able to stay at a house, not an ideal circumstance yes. necessarily, because mm-hmm. it's the house that his son died in. But God damn it, he's trying it. Sorry, pardon my French. No. But he's trying. Imagine it. It's a testament to what. Imagine what it would take to to literally say, "I want to move into that." Obviously, he yeah. doesn't want to say that. He doesn't want to go through that. And even at the end, we see him on the bed, but he moved the mattress. He's sitting on the box spring because clearly he's not even wanting to you know this is his last resort yeah and everyone around him he knows is judging him mm-hmm. off of that but i think it is a testament to yeah. he's trying to survive on the up and up and do things correct so yeah i do you know applaud him for that but it's not just russ and it's not just hector it's everybody everybody yeah. in the show has done something wrong of course so look you at tony's circle exactly yeah, oh gosh. It's at least one thing wrong. In all yeah. of their lives it, it's just repetitive and same mistakes over and over again. It is. It's in Tony. I feel. Well, I don't feel. We see that his his whole juvie and his stint in being car- incarcerated is now becoming cyclical because he's back in, and yeah. you know his buddies in the slammer or whatever. His buddies, you know, on the inside are saying, you know, well, you did the right thing, and when you you don't have a positive example in your life, you listen to whomever and to whatever. So now that Tony's back in juvie. How will we expect for him to ever rehab or reform himself? Will he yeah. ever? 
You know, like who 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 will take him on and help him be a better person? Well, now look what is the yeah. advice his father is giving him. His father, him. it can't even be the right advice. I think his father's in a tough place too, though, because last time he tried to help his son, he tried to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. He saw the mm-hmm. results. Good so point. now he's trying to also survive. And by yeah. doing that, it's forcing him or, or giving the advice to basically lie, to, to put someone else in that position yeah. and get yourself out. So everyone is just, you know, a, a victim of their circumstances, I guess, or, and, or acting out because of it. And I think it's, crazy to see how everyone is being affected by it and then turning 360 on what we saw. They are. Or mm-hmm. 180, not 360. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they I, I always make that mistake. I, I want to say 360, but that means yeah. you're right where you left off. I do off. that all the time. Yeah, it means you start, yeah. <laughs> and I think, too, that the irony of <laughs> of Alonzo trying to get Tony to lie is that Tony is teaching his father, ironically, a life lesson. He's like, okay, I might, I might be in juvie, but I, I'm not going to frame someone yeah. just so that I can get free. And to me, that was something that's really stuck out on the episode yes. because you have this 16-year-old, or I keep saying 16, this teenager who has done so many wrong things, but mm-hmm. now that he is you know, suffering his consequences, he wants to do the right thing. And the right thing is to not frame someone. And he's telling his father, look, Dad, you know, he didn't say this as eloquently, but look, Dad, <laughs> I'm not going to do that just to get free. And I think that's a, a life lesson oh, yeah. that we can yeah. take away from this episode. And if the, he said, and if they need all these people to lie to get him to be guilty of it, maybe he's not guilty. I know. Think of that, that was Has such a good point. That? That's what he said, yeah. That's profound, yeah. yeah. I miss that. Yeah, he, he was said saying that, 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 that in when he was sitting with his dad. He said, yeah. you think if they need all these people to, to lie, maybe he's just innocent. I, I was taking notes furiously during that scene, so I sometimes I miss... you ever do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you and you miss, miss stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or you're getting popcorn or whatever. That's right. That's out there. And I just want to make a little comment. You know, when we're watching this show, like, we're not only watching to watch. Like, we're watching, we're analyzing, we're taking notes, because we want to make sure that we have the best discussion possible. So some, sometimes we do miss cues that, right. you know, that are really important to the show. But that's how we have you guys out there to tell us what we missed. Mm-hmm. Keep us straight. There's a thought. I, I, I want to speak on that for a second. I do think there's a thought that we don't uh, like being told when you forget something. Like, it's not <laughs> insulting to me. I would. Lo- I love hearing when people say, oh, you forgot to talk yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah. Because then we'll bring that up in the next episode. Well, and it's so no more do. our show than theirs, so I think yeah. it's good that we all do share it. That's and we're true. All, we want an open discussion, not just four opinions. And something that we did not get a chance to touch on last week, which was really, really important, was Aubrey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I wrote on our, our notebook day. Aubrey, just want to punch her. Jump, well, <laughs> I want you to jump in on this, Lindsay. Um, because, like, no, Aubrey, I don't. Not violent. <laughs> Sorry, we're not violent. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you, you can want to punch her. I, I think Aubrey is ride or die. And I think that Aubrey, Aubrey and Carter represent what we in society look at as wrong. You know, mm-hmm. they're drug addicts. They're, they look sleazy. They look dirty. But... Essentially, like they have a kind, the kind of relationship that I think everyone wants to have. But then yeah. the antithesis of that is their um, Aubrey's mom and dad and her brother, who looks super clean cut, super Brooks Brothers buttoned up, mm-hmm. um, and you know Tom and Eve and Russ and Barb. Like they represent what we think in society is right, but they're all messed up too. Um, Carter and Aubrey represent what we think is wrong. But at the end of the day, they, I think, have the most profound connection, love, and respect for, for one another. Uh, yeah. Connection or addiction? Okay. I still think. Okay. I still yeah. think that even like her interaction with her mother, um, and she's just like, I want that feeling and that. And she was describing their relationship and was just like, you know, that love. And I mean, it was kind of hard to understand because they were both talking at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
But, but also, wait, I love how they do that in the show because obviously in life we do that. We do that. We over talk each other. Do we do. They, yes, you're you're giving something up. Everyone might not get everything, but I yeah. love that. Yeah. But from what I understood from her, from her, from her character, I was she just her connection and feelings for him are just so beyond. I think the normal level of intimacy almost to an addiction mm. because she has such an addictive behavior and she's like, no, he's my best. Like I, I, I would put him before my family, before all of you, which I, I, to me, like that speaks way louder than like realizing, okay, maybe I'm doing something wrong in my life. Mm. Look where I'm at. I'm in this hospital. I could go to jail. You know, she's not being realistic. And it's just, mm. I think it speaks to just her addiction problem in general, you know, just straight down to the bone. Johnny? Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I, well, because I agree with you in many ways. Mm-hmm. Like, they do have something real. I, I, I think that's true. I know there was someone in the in the comment section of a YouTube video after I said something similar to that saying, I'm not sure it is real love. I think it is just, you know, more like what you were saying. So I think it's a little bit of both. I think that um, just like every other character in this show, there's... There's good things and bad things going yeah. on here. Yeah, good and bad. Um, I think, yeah, real love or not, I think it's the most loyal two characters that we have. I, for I each do other. Too. Whatever their, whatever, yes. uh, yes. whatever their, you know, motives are, I don't know, and I don't think anyone will know for sure. But I definitely think the two most loyal people. I think, and also, we both had a thought when she was talking of why she was so adamant about him not being able to go to jail or him not being able to get committed of oh, this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Johnny was like, us hey, yeah. what's up? Yeah, like, what's way, going why on? Don't you, why don't you share what <laughs> yeah. we, where, where the heads went? Well, because they're like, we know, her mom comes in and is like, um, hey, we know we have the gun. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. 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 And, she, and so we they know that... Um, Carter used that gun. And she goes, no, no they yeah. don't know that because he didn't touch the yeah, gun. Yeah. And I'm like, well, how do you know and that? She is Unless so it, real you now. were touching yeah. the gun. Did yeah. anybody else get that? Or was that I just... did. No, no I got we that. We definitely got that. I, definitely. And, and was it Sean? Was Sean the guy that Aubrey attacked a few episodes ago when she like slashed him with the razor? Was mm. his name Sean? I, I think his name was Sean. If it wasn't, we're just Sean. So the guy that Please Aubrey... Attacked, <laughs> just give him a name. The guy that yeah. Aubrey attacked with the razor... Boy like, one. <laughs> we, we've seen that Aubrey has a violent side. I mean, she's oh, not... You know, yeah. Oh, oh she, yeah. Yeah. So if, if that at all was any implication of foreshadowing for what's to come, mm-hmm. perhaps... Her violent side um, made her attack Mark. Mm, that's so true. Um, violent yeah. lies so. against her own brother, like, the, and she like is trying. She's almost believing. But them. is it a lie? I see. You it. know, I I thought it was a lie. See, I don't. I don't think for I a second. I don't think for a second that it's a lie. You don't think it's a lie? I don't think that's. I don't think that. I, I don't know. know. From his reaction, I would guess that it's a lie. I honestly don't know. I'm not sure if it's <laughs> a lie. Like, I, don't know. I really don't know I'm gonna, either way. I'm going to guess it's a lie. Two episodes ago, someone in the comment section of YouTube, see, I, I read these things. I, I know really you do. do. You're good at it. Um, <laughs> said, a walking commenter. <laughs> so I just have no life, so I'm on YouTube all day watching not Ellen true. videos and yeah, and American Crime After Buzz. Yeah, well. um, so, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So two weeks ago when we were first introduced to her brother, yeah. we on the panel, I don't think mentioned that there was some like sexual undertones, yeah. but someone on the YouTube comment said, I think there were some sexual undertones between the brother and oh, Aubrey. Yeah. See, I didn't pick that up. So I do think there might be something to that because even before she made those claims, people were talking yeah. about it. Because mm. there was a vibe. And mm. I think this again yeah. goes to how we don't like to discuss what's uncomfortable. It's just easier for us to believe that Mr. Button Up with a college degree mm-hmm. with a job, the good son, wouldn't do anything like that. And I think that's what happens in families oftentimes. Is you have the person who on the outside is looking like the, the most 
respectable person or the child or the sibling. And you don't want to believe that that person could be capable of molesting someone else in the house. And that happens all the time. It's always that that uncle or that, you know, that aunt or that cousin or that whomever in the family who everyone trusts. Mm -hmm. So that's why I, I believe it. I mean, again, Aubrey's a drug addict. She has her own problems, her own issues, but. Well, and that's why I don't believe it. Okay. You know, is like, you mm-hmm. can't trust a drug addict. You know, I just go, I know I've said that before. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. But which came first, the chicken but, or the egg? Is know, she a drug addict yeah, because she had this abuse or is she. Are they actual siblings? Lying about the yeah, abuse. I think, I think are they step siblings? Or she's adopted, adopted into the family, yeah. I believe. She's okay. Adopted. Yeah, so, but yeah. But, not that that makes it any better. Yeah, I just wasn't it sure. Better. And I like what you said too, Johnny, about, um, you know, maybe her, her misbehaving was a result of yeah, being molested, was. you know? Yeah. So, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Right? That's a good question. That brings a whole other angle in I didn't think of yeah I blame the brother I blame you mm-hmm. um let's talk about Aaliyah Aaliyah continues to show I think such strength and such resolve now this could be a biased opinion because of course in the episode um everyone's all the authority figures are calling Aaliyah an agitator and that she's you know trying to um incite confrontation but I think that she has shown such composure and poise while at the same time um such compassion for Carter mm-hmm. because the confession that Carter gave last week, whether or not it was a confession or not, Ali again could have washed her hands of him. She could have been mm-hmm. like, hey, peace out, you know, whether you did it or not, you said that you did it. I'm not, I'm not sacrificing yeah. anything else mm-hmm. for you. Absolutely. But yet she has gone even more full throttle with organizing a peaceful protest, with continuing to keep the lines of communication open with the city officials. And I, I she's one of my favorite character characters, Russ and Aliyah. I like a lot in this episode. Um, yeah. What did you think? So I, I agree with everything you said. Um, one thing in the episode that really stood out to me was her stance on mm. the plea deal. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, you know, you're my lawyers. What, you know, what do you want? This and that. And she said, do not. Or like she either said, do not or you're not taking the plea deal. Yeah. That got me a little. It got me riled up. I, yeah. again, don't know how I feel because like you guys said, whether innocent or guilty, a lot of times in life, people do end up innocent people take plea deals yeah. because it's that or you don't know what can come or you don't know what's going to be shot yeah. dead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so yeah. that really just, that made me feel, uh, do you, if someone you care and you love and you really yeah. care about and they're in front of you, yes, you want them to be free and you want them to get out, but but if would you risk that with the possible, you know, death or death penalty? I don't know that I would. I play things safe, obviously, in life, okay. so it scares me. <laughs> Clearly, that shows through this opinion, but... Well, don't ever commit a crime, like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I have a thought. Go yeah. ahead. I have, a, I have a big... Th- and I, I've been hatching this plan for a couple episodes, Uh-oh. but I bit, I bit my tongue because I actually like Aaliyah a lot. Okay. I do. If that you have to preface said, that, I want to hear I what this is about to be. Well, there, there's a but. Yeah. I, there is a but. There's a definite but here. Um, I'm not sure, Aaliyah. I'm not sure. I'm not saying she isn't. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Aaliyah is doing this for her brother. Oh, okay. Be, and here's why. Her brother and her did not have a strong relationship no, before yeah. this series started, right? In fact, she didn't even come in until a couple episodes mm-hmm. in. So she was not a strong figure in her brother's life. Yes. Okay. So that's the first thing. Okay. The second thing is she is so gung-ho. Her tenacity and her um, hard-headedness reminds me of Barb completely differently, but they're both strong and forward thinkers. Now, 
Aaliyah, I wrote this down. I said, John thought, Aaliyah John is thought. worried about looking bad and backtracking. Mm. I think that's why she doesn't want to take, she doesn't want Carter to take the plea deal. Or at least that place. Why? Because she's done all this work already? Yes, because you know it looks, because she's, mm-hmm. it will look make her and her cause look weak and watered hmm. down. Okay. And I'm just wondering, are, are isn't she worried? If she was truly worried about Carter, I feel like she would want him to play it safe, especially mm. given all the stuff they have yeah. on him. And, and the lawyer said it could be way worse, this right? Is, if, if she if right. he didn't take yeah. it. So I yeah. feel like it's crazy to risk it. This is I the, don't know. I have to say something really quick, and this could be totally off, but you just... I. In the episode, I kept seeing, this is weird, I kept seeing the train. The train was yeah. always, and I would hear it, I would see it, it would go past Barb, it went past the protesters, yeah. it just kept happening, and you just said, like, <laughs> she's on track of something and she won't stop. It was weird that we kept seeing a train going full throttle the whole episode. Yeah, so, but... Yeah, I that, don't know. That's that good, was what I kept seeing, and maybe they're, I don't know. So, so no, John, I think that's smart. you and I are going to fight, because, again, I... I understand what you're saying. I'm not gonna lie. I'm no. not gonna lie. We're gonna. I'm not sure I feel this we're way. Gonna I'm, I'm just want to talk it out. <laughs> we're gonna have a. I need to come over there. We're gonna fight Guys, after well. the show. Maybe on the show. Okay. 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 Um, I I do like. I think you said that Barb and um and Aaliyah are the was it you or you that said they, they're, they're the same person same but like on John. opposite. Okay, I agree with that. Like they're, they're both. They're both. Yeah, they're both so strong in their causes, and I think that you can have a cause and still have a real concern for the person who's becoming the metaphor for that cause. Mm-hmm. Totally. So even totally. though I think that Aaliyah wants to not backtrack, she doesn't want to have, she doesn't want to look like a fool in front of her church community or in front of her community period. I still think that at the, the soul of her, mm-hmm. of her purpose is to help her brother, but as a side story to helping her okay. brother, yeah. she, this, 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 I don't want to say circus, but all these other extracurricular activities. Oh, are, I agree are with that. I'm, yeah, I'm totally on board with also. that. I don't think she doesn't care about her brother at all. I hope that's not what it sounded like. And also, I should say, as a caveat, I don't think her and Barb are equal in terms of who's worse. I mean, I think Barb is pretty. Uh, uh, I can't use a swear word. I was going to say the S word. Barb's pretty shitty. You know what I mean? I don't think Aaliyah's a shitty human being. No. I've always been a fan of Aaliyah. I, you know, I definitely think I could see where you're coming from, but I think that she more has good intentions for her brother. I think Mm. based on her faith and religion, Mm. I think that's also pushing with. The first scene that we we saw her, she was all about trying to preach what she had or what she That's wanted true. him to do. Well, she sometimes people preachy. with well, sometimes yeah. people with strong faith can just get preachy about it. They might feel that they have it all and that they want to share it, especially with their loved ones. So yeah, yeah you, you really know? don't know where. But so, across like, you the board, know. I think that's annoying. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm annoying. not like, yeah, I definitely, it definitely can. I mean, maybe she thought he had more tolerance for, for it because it's like her brother. Yeah, maybe. But again, I mean, he's not wanting to hear that when he's in jail. I don't think Anderson's right. like, okay, I don't want to be preached out right now. I, I just think that her intentions are good mm-hmm. regardless of the way she went about it, you know, and maybe she's morphed into the, se- the second, I kind of agree with what you were saying, more of the sidetrack of like, yeah. okay, well, maybe I can help with this and help my church and it's helping this whole cause I'm organizing this peaceful peaceful protest and all of that so I don't know that's kind of did you guys see the right as um 
as the protesters were were coming in, and Barb they kept they cut between Barb and Leah like mm-hmm. twice. Mm-hmm. Oh, staring, at, staring each other? at each other. Mm-hmm. Were they staring at each other? I assumed it was. I mean, yeah. we really don't know, but I thought <laughs> yeah. that was a really like human time for yeah. both of them. Totally, and a, and a, and a really like a vulnerable space. Mm-hmm. I didn't see either of them. I don't know. I felt more of a connection at that point. I didn't see them going like you know with an angle like against each other. I just basically at? looked at like look what we now have done between me and you. Like yeah. look at oh, what totally. is. Mm, what I agree. Is yeah, that. I kind of like that. And I, I want to yeah. talk a lot about the the social the the protests and the media spin on this case. But before we talk about that, I want mm-hmm. to mention Mark and Rochelle. Um, yeah. I. I, when Mark was speaking with Tom, and Tom was like, "Oh, your dad, you know, lost his job, his job or whatever," and then Mark corrected him and said, "No, Russ." Um, mm. I, I like I like the contradiction in that scene because while Mark is still somewhat disassociating himself from his dad, he still put forth every effort to help his dad mm-hmm. get. Yeah. Oh, I lost my oh. lost my feed. I lost, oh, me too, I lost my noise. I can hear it. Can you still hear? Yeah, can you guys not really hear? We can't hear. We're, okay. we're, we're having a little technical difficulty, but we're going to pretend that you guys can hear us even if we can't hear ourselves. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, I you're, like... You're fine. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. <laughs> we got the thumbs up. Um, so, yeah, so I like, I like that Mark, even though he's still making every effort to disassociate himself from Russ, still did the very um, family-oriented thing by helping his dad get to that house. So mm-hmm. I think that hopefully Mark is coming around to having a heart for Russ. And, you know, Rochelle, we, we love Gwendolyn, yo, from last week. Yes. Um, I know, it's hard to separate her from I, her character. It is. Now, now we know, know her. her. Yeah. Um, but Rochelle is still another example of a, a strong woman of color, if you will, um, who's standing very steadfast in yeah. her, you know, in her opinions and in her, her efforts to be Mark's wife. So, I admire that. Yeah. I, I really, I did admire her character. I was, totally. even with, I, I mean, I can't even imagine coming into a family like that. The dysfunction is very real and to just straight up be told that from her from her mother and her future mother-in-law yeah. was just totally. was just hurtful um oh it does take a strong woman yeah. and person to deal with that can you imagine jumping into this drama <laughs> not only having to meet the parents but like meet this, these parents yeah, yeah. no but I and this she, whole awful horror show right. of whatever's going on i think she does it in a really unbiased way though because no matter what mark has said to her about russ she, she even wants to sit down and at a time if you want to have a conversation with your son. She seems pretty unbiased and level-headed, mm-hmm. I think. Absolutely. Almost one of the most level-headed people we're seeing. I don't know if it's just because she's detached from the situation at the moment mm-hmm. that it's easier for her mm-hmm. to look in than obviously the people involved. But and Remember last episode when Barb asked if her parents were proud of her? Rochelle said they were proud. So she referenced them as mm-hmm. past tense. So maybe we'll see eventually mm. um, something happen in her own family that maybe her parents passed away or maybe she doesn't talk with them or maybe she doesn't communicate with them because of some some kind of falling out they yeah. had. But I think that's something we have to make a mental note of. And you, Johnny, a couple of weeks ago made a prediction about how the media and how social yeah. media would play a part in and viewing this crime and with the protests and even the very opening scene where, where Carter was being grilled mm-hmm. by the reporter, um, I think we saw how impactful the media can be when it comes to any topic. Like the media spins everything and anything. Totally. And that reporter basically hounded Carter 
to the point where idiot that guy yeah, was. You know, and and we say idiot, but like that that, that happened. happened. That, I, I, that and I would thing. call everybody who does that <laughs> on the news an idiot because that's more on it. And it gets like the city council, the governments, like it gets them to overlook things or totally. change things. It's like yeah. when you get it changes like the story. a huge yeah. media presence in there. Oh my gosh, it changes the entire story. That reporter in the first scene mm-hmm. who was. Hounding um, Carter about well, if if black people are getting violent, it will take attention off of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, Here's if a- your side is violent, that's going to do nothing for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was just spinning that, like the sensationalist yeah. media pundit talking heads do all the time. That's sorry, my, that, I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> I agree. I I think that. That especially the media, there is just like one story that they'll stick to, and you know, they just love to spoon feed that. Depending and on which channel just, you watch, too. That's yeah. the well, thing. And that's I don't know. It, each channel, though, it's, I feel like. Something different. It's yeah. something different, it's but different they all agenda. stick to some sort of mainstream point, and that's it. You know, and yeah. it's just, it's hard to get different, differing views on things. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, I've kind of given up on mainstream. Yeah. Nick, you were going to say that. Yeah, well, I was just going to say that I think each... No, I, I'm just piggybacking on it, but I think each re, each reporter is bringing exactly what they want to see. And yeah. then the thing is, at the end result, when someone's sitting at home or watching the news and just hearing some answers or just hearing that, that's how we then will start to build our perception exactly. of this character that's true. when it's not we're like, seeing this actual mm-hmm. process happen and it's not accurate. No, I absolutely. And I, and I think accuracy also is relative because I think that when we, when we watch the news, just mm-hmm. it's human nature to... Um, associate yourself with what most reminds you of you. Oh, absolutely. So, for example, when the city officials were talking about being agitators or, you know, causing conflict, Aliyah was like, I don't have any interest in causing conflict. I just want to have a right. peaceful protest. Oh, yeah. And so, so basically, it all comes down to your own personal life experiences. And, you know, I, I can say, like, I, I, I think that before protests, you know, become violent with, you know, Police overforce, for example. I keep going back to Ferguson, but this episode today, the protest reminded me of oh, yeah. the, the, the whole the, the Ferguson debacle, if it you will. It absolutely did. And I think that we so often look at people of color as being agitators when it comes to protesting. And I say this because, you know, I, I attended the University of Georgia, and this is not a, a slight to my college, but oftentimes, like in the South, when we have big football games or big basketball games or we lose, like kids riot. Like kids will riot on campus and they will burn trash cans. They'll yes. tip over cars. We see it year after year yes. after year, mm-hmm. whether they win or lose. Like, And a lot of these, you know, school big schools in the South are predominantly white. And you don't see the media spin these fraternity boys and sorority girls who are turning over trash cans and lighting them on, on, on fire as agitators. Right. You exactly. see them as, ding, oh, ding, ding. young hipster college students. But that, you know, when you have protesters in Ferguson or on this episode fighting today, something important something you know something point. that's actually for a cause and they're actually being nonviolent you say oh they're they're agitators they're right. causing yeah. conflict so again I'm saying all that to say that when you watch the news you most closely associate your feelings with your personal experiences and I think that it's hard to separate that but it's our responsibility as adults to read and to research and to investigate totally. and to talk to people of different yeah. backgrounds to get people's perspective so that you won't won't make a, 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 a rash judgment. I mean, I have nothing to no, say to that. I, I think that was beautiful. <laughs> uh, can we talk about Hector before we yes, wrap do. up? Yes, do. Go, yeah. go, go. Just, there was a big plot shift for, for in yes. his story today. Um, his girlfriend comes in mm-hmm. and says, oh, Baby mama. this is your child. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, he, Maybe knew, he knew. Yeah. But we didn't, right? Or yeah. did we? 
No, I, I don't know. remember. I, it. Know. I missed it. And he's saying, "Marry me, so you can come to the witness mm-hmm. protection yeah. with me." And she storms out. Can yeah. she her? left? He but, left her like yeah. five years. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I get both sides, but. I feel like as a woman, I would be pretty darn upset <laughs> if I was in a situation. I honestly like that. don't get both sides. How can he expect someone to to take his word again if he already yeah, said that he can't? It's true. It's, it's it not, doesn't mean anything. So totally. I'm just she that can't, she can't as trust As soon as you're going to do that once, I don't. I'm not going to set my expectations again. I'll be yeah. the one that's let down, not you. So. I totally agree with what she did. Takes me back to my point of when do you start? When do you open your heart to forgiveness? You know, because I'm watching that scene again. I must be the biggest sucker, but I'm watching that scene with Hector. And I'm like, oh, look at his eyes. He seems so sincere. (laughs) Look at him in jail right now. (laughs) Hurting. He seems so genuine. But maybe, maybe that was the first time he saw the picture of his daughter. And uh, my best friend has this quote. She says that women become mothers when they, when they hear their heartbeat. Men become fathers when they hold the child. And maybe mm-hmm. Hector seeing the picture of his child for the first time was his metaphorical holding his child. And maybe that's what changed him. Maybe that will be yeah. a turning point for him. And another point, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but I think like when you're married, you get immunity. So maybe yeah. if she marries him, she not only gets to have a life in America, but maybe she'll get immunity and protection from the police as well. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know. Practically, it sounds like a good option, but emotionally. <laughs> emotionally. They have to figure that out later. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's goodness. Uh, who knows? That talk is cheap, so Hector yeah. would probably have to prove himself. Yeah, I don't know that I don't believe him necessarily in the situation, but I think, like you said, at what point do we start to forgive? And it's mm-hmm. I think it's the point that we finally are okay with being vulnerable because that's what it would take for her not knowing, living in the unknown. And I don't know if anyone's really okay with like being vulnerable like that often. Any but. other quick points before predictions? No. no. Okay. Let's 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 do some predictions. Let's do it. Predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. All right, Nick. We're starting with you. Predictions. You guys, I honestly don't. I don't know. I, I know. really am just unsure. I don't have any strong prediction predictions. I, um, besides just my own wants, which is I want to see. I want to see. Um, what this now the the current protest how it ended how that is now gonna you know wave and echo into the case and what it's gonna do. Okay. That's really all. Yeah. Leans. I mean, same same with me. I want to – That's I think that's going to have a huge effect on where Carter stands with the, with the entire trial. Like, I think that's going to be a game changer. Mm. So who knows if Hector will even get affected by that or Tony. Like, you're, who knows how far that's going to go Right. Down, Is it going to bring him to know? the forefront or what's yeah. – Yeah. My prediction, uh, and this is maybe hopeful and a romanticized prediction, <laughs> is that – Maybe people start to be a little more self-reflective. <laughs> because I did not expect that in today's episode. Mm-hmm. I, know, I thought I was, people took him on the bar. Tony saying, no, Dad, I'm not going to lie. Barb saying, oh, am I, I racist? racist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. we'll see. That's yeah. that's the yeah. blind optimist perspective. Um, my other prediction is I think Aubrey did something. I yeah. Too. yeah. I'm she's you evil. That. From the way she treated her family and brother, she's evil. <laughs> see, I disagree. I don't, I don't think Aubrey's evil. So I, that's, uh, I, I don't. We'll find next yeah. week. Okay. Tune in next week. My prediction yeah. is, evil or not. is similar to yours, Johnny. Um, I, I think that Barb will continue her her, her efforts to be introspective. Um, we didn't talk a lot about that, but she did have her epiphany of thinking that she's racist. And maybe maybe her epiphany will allow her to maybe develop a relationship with Aaliyah. Um, maybe they can see Wouldn't eye to that eye. Be nice? You know, I'd love to that's, see that's that. my prediction. Okay, guys, we hope that you enjoyed the show. We know you enjoyed the show. Um, mm-hmm. Erica Renee Davis, follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Erica Renee D. 
Follow me at Johnny Mangs on Twitter and Instagram. And if you follow me, we're going to tell you some big news later in the week about oh, a yeah. very special guest. So follow us, okay, yeah. at Johnny follow. Mangs, and we'll tell you about that later follow this week. Follow him. It's very important. And follow me. I'm Lindsay Douglas. Follow me at Doug Ventures on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nicholas Grava. And guys, make sure you follow us on AfterBuzzTV.com. Um, hashtag ABTV American Crime. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Watch, subscribe, comment, iTunes. We will see you next week. Get out a pat and tape. Damn, we right. want it <laughs> That's right. Until next time, guys. See you later. See ya. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.